Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Teresa Mills. Hey, Teresa. I am so excited that you're joining me around the table today because here's the thing about you and I. We can sit down and talk about anything. Would you agree? (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) And everything. And it's like we, we just get to catch right up again like we've never been apart. So it's a gift. It is a gift. And you know, that's what I love about our friendship. And I think there are so many people who... Uh, are looking for that in their life. So I'm glad for all of those who are joining us today because we consider you our friend. And I want to just share something with you because I think as a friend, sometimes we need to encourage one another through the doubting seasons of Mm, our life. And we all have them. And we all feel inferior when we go through right. it, am I, I am I crazy, or is that how you feel as well? Oh, absolutely. I think somehow we imagine in our minds that the ultimate person of faith never doubts God ever, and when we find mm-hmm. ourselves doubting His promise or doubting His word, I, I think the enemy comes in and just tries to make us feel like, oh, you you thought you were a person of faith, you thought you were a woman of faith. Why are you doubting God? I'm sure that Luann doesn't doubt God. <laughs> I'm sure that the other person that you you esteem as a as a wonderful person or woman of God, they don't doubt. But it's it's you know, Satan's been doing this since the beginning of time. You know, it was one of the first things that he did in the garden was to try to make them doubt. You know, did God say? Mm-hmm. Is that what is that really what God said? You know, and so it's a mm-hmm. tactic of his and it's easy for all of us to fall into that pattern and then think that we're the only people who struggle with that. Absolutely. And so I want to encourage you right now because all that we're going through in our world, not just a pandemic, not just an election, not just our work environment or our children's school environment, but what we're going through spiritually and emotionally is unprecedented. I mean, we are all dealing with things that make us Mm. doubt. It makes us doubt ourselves. It makes us doubt God. It makes us doubt our relationships. It makes us doubt the future. And if we allow it, it can take us down that rabbit hole of depression. And once you fall into that, it's much harder to get out. Yeah, that it's very true. And because I think if you know for a fact, without any doubt, that God has told you something and you hold on to that promise, there's a strength that comes from that. And when you start mm-hmm. dealing with the doubt, you know, it. I feel like you feel weaker and you feel like kind of tossed about. And I don't know if you've ever felt like this, Luann, or, or maybe our friend listening today, but sometimes it just feels like, Do you remember those inflatable things that you could box and kind of pound? And I think it used to be a clown. Yes. 
sometimes you feel like that clown and the enemy is just like pounding on you with all these doubts. And then doubts also lead to fears because then you're afraid that you can't count on what you've counted on because this doubt starts creeping in. And it really, it's not, Mm. it robs you of your peace. And so I, I've definitely been there. And in this season, um, found myself there a couple times, like, wait a minute, this is not lining up with what I'm, what I'm thinking should happen. And so you have some doubts that come and I will never forget my pastor had a, uh, something that jumped out at me so strong. He said, don't let the circumstances of life dictate your belief in the faithfulness of God. This might be crazy, mm. but don't don't let that begin to have you doubting what God's got for you. I, you know, all of us go through those seasons of doubt, those moments, and that's when we've got to rely on one another to encourage us and say, "You're not alone." I've been dealing with this too, but we got to we we got to fight it. It's exactly right, and that's exactly why I wanted to talk about that today around the table because I know that you and I are not alone, and that so many that are listening and sitting here with us today have been struggling with it. As a matter of fact, I mean, you can look at all the funny memes that say they have names for all of the things that we're going through, like the Corona Coaster, (laughs) you know, because (laughs) we're all on this coaster that's taking us up and down. One minute, we're like thrilled that we get to spend more time with our family and we get to bake the banana bread. And the next minute, we're sobbing and we're saying, I miss my friends. And all of a sudden, we're doubting whether anything is ever going to feel normal again. And here's what I want to remind you. All throughout the Bible, anywhere you look in the Bible, there were great times and there were horrible times. Anywhere, with anyone, they all struggled. And there were some times when you'd say, wait a minute, why did Daniel have to be carted off? You know, and and leave his homeland. Why did Abraham have to leave? Why did Joseph get thrown in the pit? I don't get it. It's like this plot twist that happens. And you you see your hero and you see that King David is is the chosen one. And and he, he kills Goliath. And then all of a sudden you see all the plot twists happening. And you're like, wait... Why did that have to happen? Yeah. Well, right now, we're living in a plot twist. (laughs) We're living in a time of our life like never before. And we don't understand what's going on in the heavenly realms. We just don't get it. Mm -hmm. And we may think that we have the answers because we know what we think is right. But we have no idea Doesn't the Bible tell us that God's ways are not our ways and our thoughts are not his thoughts? Well, that's true more now than ever. Because when you see everything looking upside down and backwards, it's easy to start doubting God and say, where are you? And why are you allowing all of this to happen? However, If we go back and we start looking at some of our favorite stories in the Bible, Mm -hmm. they all had 
plot twists. Yeah, they absolutely did. You know, I was thinking when you were talking about David, I mean, when you think about, well, first of all, I love the fact that when Samuel came to say who was going to be king, he's like, hey, Jesse, get all your boys together Mm -hmm. and we're going to see who's going to be king. Jesse didn't even think about David. No. Like, surely not David. Keep David out there with the sheep. (laughs) And finally, he's like, are these all the sons you have? He's like, well, I have one more, but he's out there with the sheep. Well, bring him. And so you might think that, you know, God has a plan for your life. But you're like, I'm not even invited to the table here. I'm beginning to doubt. Is this, is there really something that God has for me? Yeah. Other people might overlook you, but God says, oh, that's the one right there. But even after David was anointed as king. Plot twist. How about the current king trying to kill you? (laughs) (laughs) You you think you think you're going to make it to the throne here? Um, You still are seen as a boy who slayed a giant, but you've got this king in you. And I know that there are times where you doubt what God has said to you. But I want to remind you, you know, the enemy's not trying to tempt you to do a bunch of uh, maybe off the wall crazy things. His main tactic is just to get you to doubt what God said. Mm. If God gave you a dream or if he gave you a promise, and even in this season, you know, I've got a I've got a promise I'm holding on to that just doesn't look like it's happening. And I mean at all. And there's a few things that keep happening very contrary to what I have been praying and believing for. And the enemy would cause me and you on your situation to say, oh, did God really say he was going to take care of it? Did he really say that he would bring justice? Did he? And I think there are times where we've just got to dig our feet in and say, yes, he did. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to listen to all these these things that keep coming to try to take me off of faith because it really does weaken you and it robs you of your peace. But the moment you get back on that that promise, regardless of the plot twist that that got thrown in there, there's a strength and a joy that comes back again. Absolutely. And, you know, we can go back to the Garden of Eden, like you said, and that is exactly what Satan did with Eve and said, did God really say that you would die? Surely not. And the same Mm -hmm. thing with every single generation since then. You know, Satan is not creative. He doesn't come up with anything new to do because he knows what works. And what works is placing doubt in your mind about whatever God called you to do, whatever God is telling you is a promise. He's going, oh, wait a minute. Did he really say that? And so when God anointed David as king and then all of the things started happening and he had to run for his life and hide in the rocks and in the caves (laughs) and wondered what in the world is going on. Maybe that's where you are right now. And you're saying, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And so am I off base here? But here's the thing that Satan can't do. And he can never understand faith. He can Mm -hmm. never understand faith. And when we have faith, not in our own abilities, not in our own strength, but when we have faith in the God who called us and the God who anointed us and the God who says we are his and his child when we have faith in that our strength is unstoppable yeah 
Yeah, it's so true. You know, I, I was thinking as you're talking too, even about Joseph. I mean, he had a dream. He had a dream that he just knew was from God. And he probably shouldn't have told it to his brothers, but, <laughs> you know, so there's a little, here's a little side trail for you. <laughs> Some people don't need to know your dream because they can't handle it. They, they can't see what God sees for you. And I know it's disappointing, but guard that dream that God has given you. So, you know, here his brothers end up selling him and telling his dad that he's dead and he becomes a slave in the palace. And then he's accused unjustly and thrown into prison. But, you know, still deep inside of him, I bet he remembers that dream. And that dream is anchoring him. And I, you know, he's human like the rest of us, even though he's a biblical hero. I'm positive that he's like, God, what was that dream about? I mean, why am I sitting here in a prison? You gave me a dream. I really thought that this meant that you had some greatness for me. But here I sit in this prison. Now, little did he know that God would work that out and he would be the second in command of all the land everywhere. Mm -hmm. And that he would be responsible for saving multiplied thousands of people from starving to death because he was placed in the position he was. So I want to encourage you. Hold on to your dream. Doubt really will try to steal you away from that and steal you from, from making progress toward it or holding on in faith. Like Luann is saying, faith. We have to hold it. It's, it's the, by its very definition is we can't see. <laughs> We're going to have to trust. In the middle of a prison cell? Yeah. Can you trust that God can still bring that dream to pass? Can you have faith in God that though with us and with man it's impossible? That somehow God could still bring that dream of your heart to pass. And in this season, I think we're, we're just kind of beat up with doubts and fears. But man, we want to encourage you today and encourage ourselves. Don't let doubt and fear rob you of the dream God's put in your heart. Well, absolutely. And, and don't doubt the one who put you in the middle of that dream. I mean, oftentimes <laughs> we're like, God, you let me down. I mean, I lost my job, or my friend is sick, or, you know, we, we don't see the end in sight. And, and you start blaming God. And you say, I don't, I don't know if you're trustworthy. I mean, those thoughts start coming into our mind. And when that happens, when we start turning our doubt into doubt whether God is who He says He is, that's when we cross a dangerous line. Because if we don't believe that God is who He says He is, if we stop believing that His promises are true, then we set ourselves up to be bitter and resentful, and we have a hard time coming back from that. So I want to encourage you today to remember that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I know you've heard that before. But when you start looking at every story in the Bible and you see the plot twists in every single one, whether it's Esther or Job or David or Peter or Paul, wherever you look in the Bible, there are always times when they meet that crossroad of doubt and they start doubting themselves and they often doubt whether God is even there or hearing them, or whether He really is who He says He is. And I want you to know today 
that the way to get to the other side of that is to keep reading the story. You know, I think when we're in the middle of this craziness that we're in, it's so easy to just hit on the highlights of God's Word. But I think now more than ever, it's so critical to dig in and read through the stories where you'll see the plot twist and how God comes through. You know, it makes me think about when my niece, who tried so long to have a baby, and she finally had this beautiful little girl, and my niece was in her 30s, and I think that <laughs> a lot of times the the moms who have their kids in the 30s, they're just like overly protective. <laughs> you know, when when we have them when, when we're in the 20s, we're like, uh, yeah, letting them crawl around in the sand and the dirt and we don't think anything about it. But boy, those those moms right. that have tried so hard and finally have them, they're like over the top protective. And I remember my niece saying when when she was watching a Disney movie and it came to the scary part, she said, oh, I've got to turn that off. And I said, well, yeah, but you want her to see how it gets resolved. You, that gives you something to talk about. And she's, well, she's only three. And the next year, well, she's only four. And the next year, well, she's only five. And so she kept turning <laughs> off the movie as soon as it got scary. Well, I said, someday she's going to be 16. And she's never going to learn how to deal with the stress of life if you don't let her see how to get through to the other side. And I use this analogy because when she was in second grade, they were, they were rewarded in her class because they had done such a good job. And so the teacher decided to let them watch a Disney movie. Well, it came to the scary part and the teacher kept playing it. And she had a total meltdown and had to be taken out of the classroom and was like in the fetal position in the hallway because she couldn't handle it. Mm. And I say to you, get into God's word and read through the good, the bad, and the ugly. Read through yeah. the stories where they have the plot twist and your gut aches because you're like, oh no, don't do it. Don't go after Bathsheba. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, you see the horror that comes from making that decision and yeah. the, the death that happens from that. But then you see God's redemption. And I want you to hear that loud and clear today, because no matter what doubt is happening in your life, it's never going to be too big for God to redeem ever. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very true. And as you read, even when you read through the Psalms, you will see David was up and he was down and he was and he was scared and he was defeated. Uh, you know, there's at one point he comes back from a battle and all their wives and children have been taken. And everybody that was fighting with him now is coming against him. Like, you know what? If we hadn't gone with you, we'd still been here to take care of our wives and children. He was basically alone. You know, that's not a, a super great story in the middle of that. But then at the end, you know, he said, God, what should I do? He said, go, you'll recover it all. Just go. But we, we see things where people, it's not always pretty. Things don't always work out. And I'm reminded of a story um, in the Bible where 
They were praying for James. And, you know, James was still killed. But at the same time, they needed to be praying for Peter. Peter was in jail. And when you pray for something and it doesn't happen, you begin to doubt, God, is it even worth praying? Mm. Is it worth praying again? You you didn't answer me the way I thought you should in this particular thing. How can I even have faith and believe that I should even pray for Peter? You know? And I don't know what your James is that you prayed for that didn't happen. But let me tell you about Peter. Because these people were gathered together and they were praying for Peter, in the middle of the prison, in the middle of the night, an angel comes and unshackles Peter and everybody else is still asleep. And the angel says, get up quickly and follow me (laughs) and walks him out of the prison. Now, that's absurd. But that was happening because those people were praying for him. The same people that prayed for James. I know that something might not have come through with your James, but I've got to tell you, there's a Peter waiting for you to keep believing and keep praying and keep pressing and not allowing doubt to rob you of praying for that situation. There are things that don't work out and it's hard. We've all been through those things. And I know it's so it's so easy to doubt. And I've done this in my own life. Like, Lord, I don't even know. Can I still pray for this person to be healed when I haven't seen it in this person that passed away? But you got to hold on and believe this is a different situation. This is the same God, but we need faith to continue to pray and believe and trust that this time the miracle could happen. And don't let those doubts just stop you from never stepping out in faith and believing again. Mm. Well, and oftentimes we feel like we're inadequate in our prayers. We feel like yeah. uh, it, everything depends on us. And when we do that, it kind of reveals that we don't believe God because God's promises, like I said, are true for you, just like they were for every single person in the Bible. Yep. And when we start beating ourselves up for doubting and we start beating ourselves up for feeling inadequate, we are failing to see that God forgives when we feel those inadequacies. And he says, just come to me. So really, we should only be feeling guilty about any of that for about one second, because (laughs) that's how long it it takes to say, God, forgive me. Forgive me for doubting you. Forgive me for doubting the calling that you put on my life. And when we believe and we have faith, then God says, my power is going to show up. And you can count on that. It may not happen when you think it should. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, most things don't happen in our time frame. But they always happen in the perfect time frame that God has in mind. You know, we will never understand it all. And that's that's the hardest part, is realizing that we're not God, and yet God loves us. And he says, you don't need to doubt. I'm right here. And Satan is the one that's whispering those things into your ear. But I'm telling you, I am your biggest cheerleader. I've given you that calling. I've told you that I will be there through the good and the bad and the ugly. And this is just a plot twist. (laughs) But we will see the end of this story come about. You can count on it. Yeah. And I want to remind you of this as we get ready to close today, is that, you know, Peter walked on water and he kept his eyes on Jesus and he walked on water. People give Peter a bad rap because he sank. 
But, you know, it's when he got his eyes off of Jesus and he doubted. He was so close to Jesus and he doubted. So don't be discouraged when you doubt. But all you have to do is just fix your eyes back on Jesus. Because, listen, when he looked at the storm, he began to sink. And Jesus said, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? But do you know this? Little faith walked on water when it kept Mm -hmm. his eyes on Jesus. So, yes, the doubts are there. The storm might be there. But don't let it keep you from keeping your eyes on Jesus. Because even with your little bit of fear, with your little faith on Jesus, you'll be able to see what he can do in your life in a big way. And with that, I want to remind you this week that you are not alone. And may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at EncouragementCafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.